Hey friend, we have a super inspiring, super tactical episode for you today. If you are ready to finally know how to begin hearing God's voice, if you want to truly receive God's direction for your life in this messy middle season, if you want to know for certain what God wants you to do and you'd like to begin living out his purpose today, yes, (laughs) today, and you'd like to have peace in the process, if all of that sounds good, this episode is for you. So let's get to it. Looking for something more in this middle season of life? Lie awake at night wondering what God wants you to do and how to hear his voice clearly? I see you, sister. We're in the messy middle. Hey, I'm Angie, midlife mentor and missionary. I was busy chasing all the things when one day I woke up in the middle and it didn't look at all like I expected. I realized my faith was too flimsy to handle all the stuff midlife was throwing at me and I wanted to serve God with my gifts but I just couldn't get any traction until God pulled me out of the mess and put my feet on the path to a life of peace and purpose right here in the middle. In this podcast, you'll discover the next steps God has for you in this season, new ways to go deeper than ever before with Jesus, and biblical tools to walk this journey with more of everything God wants for you. You ready? Come on, we're not sleeping anyway, so pop in those earbuds and let's talk. So one of the confusing And yet, wonderful things about this middle season is how it seems like God takes everything in our lives up to this point and he brings it all in front of us, you know, and he like opens our eyes and gives us a new perspective. So we are looking at things differently than we ever did before. And he plants within us at the same time a desire for something more, more authentic, more surrendered something more with him. I mean, we have worked hard our whole lives. We've filled our lives with accomplishment. And yet it's like we get here and now we're not satisfied. It's, it's difficult. It can be complicated, but it's amazing at the same time, sister. That's what I want you to think, because this is God speaking to us. This is God drawing us and wanting something more with us. And we get to respond. And I think that is amazing. So be encouraged. But one of the biggest questions that seems to define the season for many, if not most of us, is what does God want me to do now going forward? How can I use my gifts, all my life experience, everything that I've done up to this point? You know, how can I use it for his purpose? I don't know about you, but I spent a big part of my adult life pursuing my own goals, my own ideas, my own purpose. I don't want my purpose anymore. I want to know God's purpose for me so I can do what he wants me to do. I know that's where true fulfillment is and that's where I want to go. I grew up in a Christian family and I was super active in my faith as a young person, but in my early 20s, I took a different turn and spent many years running away from God. It was my early 40s when God finally got through to me. I mean, his grace had never given up on me, thank goodness. But it was really the early part of the midlife season, you know, just over 40, that I truly 
gave my life to Christ, new birth, and became a new creation. Such a beautiful experience. But I was no longer satisfied at that point with my work, where all my energies had been devoted. I was filled with a desire to use my gifts and strengths for his purposes. I want to give myself fully to him, right? I don't want to do my own thing anymore. I had an idea what God might want me to do, but I wasn't sure, and I definitely wasn't sure where or how. I still had a business I was running. I was married to an unbeliever, just to name a couple of complications. This time period for me was a time of growing, but I was also pushing. I was pushing ahead. I was seeking God's will sincerely, but I hadn't yet learned how to hear his voice. I had not yet learned how to wait on the Lord to let him lead and open doors in his way. I thought I had, I was trying, (laughs) but uh, really I was out there knocking down the doors myself. And I really think our Western mindset, I'll figure it out, get after it, don't just sit there, do something. It really plays into this. And our Generation X, most of us are Gen X that are now in midlife. That's an especially defining feature of our generation is that we are so independent. We're like the most independent of the independents. <laughs> and we're going to figure it out. You know, we're going to do it. We can do whatever we set our mind to. And so whether it's our culture, our upbringing, personality, you know, my dad always told me I was in a hurry. He never could figure that out. So all of this plays into our pushing ahead. And we're going to figure it out. What does God want me to do? I'll figure it out. So I spent several years actually exploring all kinds of ministries. And it wasn't all bad. I mean, I did so many good things. I learned so many great things. But because my focus was in the wrong place, my results were scattered. And I still, even after all of that, I still knew I wasn't where I really needed to be. Instead of letting God guide me and put him on his path, I'm jumping ahead, right? With my one little piece of the vision he's given me, and I'm hacking away at the trees, and I'm pulling out stumps, clearing my own path, okay? This was not my part of the job, but uh, I took it into my own hands. So maybe some of you can relate, sisters. So despite doing some great things in these years, I rushed ahead of God, and I got myself finally into some complicated circumstances. So now my questions took a different turn. Not only was I still not clear on what God wanted me to do, I was really not sure how God could use me after all my mistakes, and now in the messy circumstances I had gotten myself into. So here's the big first lesson I want to share with you from my experience. God had to teach me the hard way, but you don't have to make the mistakes I did. Here it is. No matter where you are now, if you're just at the beginning, you're just recognizing that longing for more, or if you've been like me out there knocking down doors, clearing your own path, or if you're in the middle of a mess, paralyzed even perhaps in that mess, wondering how God can possibly use you now. Step one, start where you are. Now stick with me because I know it doesn't sound like much, but this is so much more than you may think. When you don't know what God wants you to do, 
And this is true for any area of life, actually, but especially when we're looking for his direction in this midlife season now, the first step is to start where you are. Wherever you find yourself, God knows exactly where you are, and he's ready to take you forward from here. Romans 8.28, we know this promise. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Sister, you are called according to his purpose. He will work and is working and has been working in all things, the good, the bad, the ugly, your mistakes, your running ahead, whatever, in all things. That's your promise. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but here's another verse. In Matthew 26, 46, Jesus is with his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus is preparing to go to the cross. This is this is like his ultimate test if he's going to do this thing, make this sacrifice. He asks his disciples to stay and watch with him and to pray with him. He goes and prays. He comes back. They're sleeping. He wakes them up. He says again, you know, I've asked you to pray with me. You know, he goes back. He prays again. He comes back. They're sleeping. This is total failure on the part of the disciples. Total failure. They have just disappointed Jesus. All right. What does Jesus say when it's time to go? He just says to them, get up. Let's get going. He moves forward with the disciples and they failed him again and they made mistakes, but they became the church. They became the church, sisters, and that is the story of our life so many times. We fail Jesus. We have regrets. But you know what? He doesn't want us to sit in those regrets. He comes to us and he basically says, okay, that's the past. We're going to let it rest. It's forgiven. It's taken away in me. Let's get up and get going together. I hope that encourages someone today that whatever your circumstances, wherever you are, Jesus is saying, get up, let's get going. He's with you. So here's the thing, to accept this reality, we may need to renew our surrender so we can know that Jesus is taking us from here and now. So you may need to make a renewed start. Um, This is not primarily about confessing sin, although God may reveal something, he may show you something, but really this is about welcoming this perspective that he is giving you now in midlife. It's about receiving what God is doing, giving you this longing for something more. I mean, look at it, sister. Your heart's desire for more is Jesus drawing you closer to him. So take this time, make an intentional step, okay? Pray over it, journal it. Where are you now? How did you get there? Are you ready to surrender and go forward with him? Make it a time of new beginning so that you know firmly, you know, I I came to this point and I've had it a couple different times where I've had to stop, sit with Jesus and realize that, hey, okay, I'm in a mess, but he's going to take me from right here, right now. And I can trust that promise. I can believe that promise and move forward with him, giving it to him not holding on to it all, not thinking I have to fix it all first. Psalm 40 verses one through three. This is like one of my life verses and I want to read it for you. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. 
He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see it and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. So this time you spend making this new consecration beginning, this is your cry to God for his direction, his presence. And we're going to wait patiently for him. Notice that all of the words are his action. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. He set my feet on the rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. And then he gives the new song. He puts the hymn of praise in our mouth. And it is a plan to glorify him. It's a ministry for you because it says here, many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him through your new song. That's how it's going to work. This new song that he's going to give you. He has a plan and he has a purpose and he's going to move forward with you from right where you are. Why do we do this? Why does this actually matter? (laughs) This first step of pausing, taking inventory where we are, making an intentional beginning is so we can allow God to redirect our focus. When I was trying everything, I was totally missing what God wanted me to learn and even more what he wanted to do in my life. Now, he kept working despite all of my flailing around. But my attention was in the wrong place, and it really slowed down the process. (laughs) I have a favorite author. His name is Oswald Chambers. He's a classic Christian author. You will love his works if you get a chance to read it. His devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, something you can read continually every year. He has a quote, and he says, What is my vision of God's purpose for me? Whatever it may be, his purpose for me is to depend on him and on his power now. If I can stay calm, faithful, and unconfused while in the middle of the turmoil of life, the goal of the purpose of God is being accomplished in me. God is not working toward a particular finish. His purpose is the process itself. Now you can go back and listen to that again and just sit with it and pray over it. But what I'm saying is we are bringing our attention back to right here, right now, where we are at this moment, because it's here where God wants to empower you to live his purpose starting today. You don't have to wait. You don't have to go searching anymore. Starting today. We can go back to Psalm 40 that I just read and verse eight is a prophetic verse. It refers to Jesus, but also then of course to us as his followers when we have the Holy Spirit within us. The verse says, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. Now, Jesus himself said that he did nothing on his own, only what the Father taught him. If we want to know what the Father wants us to do in the big picture, in this season, in the future, we have to first practice and learn to hear his voice So we can know and live his purpose today, in this hour, in this minute, in our ordinary every day. Does that make sense? We start right where we are, not running ahead to where we're not. Okay, so let's get super practical. How are we going to practice this? And it is a practice. 
This is not about perfection. It's not about performance. This is about growing, sister. Growing in intimacy. Growing to learn to hear his voice. We're growing in this relationship. So this week, you can use sticky notes, reminders on your phone. You can set up a signal like every time you take a drink. Whatever works for you. But you're going to practice intentional awareness of what you're doing so that you can do it out of love for God. Just give yourself up in that moment to whatever you're doing to his purpose. Okay, how does that look? Here's what it looks like. Whatever you're doing, as soon as you are aware, that's why you may need a reminder at first, okay? Right then, you're going to say, this is God's purpose for me right now. I'm living your purpose, Father, for me right now, fixing this meal for my family. That's an example. There are some short phrases that I use when I'm practicing this that they're scripture, and so they're especially powerful. Your will be done. That's in the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done. So your will be done, Lord, as I get dressed, as I brush my teeth. It's short, but it's just drawing your mind to God. From here, you'll probably find yourself adding on. For example, if I'm brushing my teeth, I may say, Lord, thy will be done right now. I'm brushing my teeth for you. Cleanse my my words, Lord. Purify my mouth. Make my words a blessing to everyone I speak to today. That's an example, you see. Though that we can take it from there because we're drawing our minds to God and we're and we're intentionally giving up what we're doing, however ordinary it may seem, we're now doing it for him, for his purpose, not just to to do it. Another phrase that comes from Psalm 40 is, I delight to do your will. In this, as I clean my house, as I dust, get, get specific, sister. What are you doing right now? Do it for him. There's your purpose that you're living in this moment today. And this is how we learn so that he can give us his greater purpose. Okay, I'm peeling potatoes. Father, I delight to do your will in this with my hands. Bless my hands as I peel these potatoes. Give me strength to care for my family as these potatoes nourish us. Give me your spirit. Nourish me. Make me strong in you. You will find God speaking to you, bringing thoughts to you, giving you prayers to pray. (laughs) The Holy Spirit will bless your efforts in this. Trust me. Try it. If you are struggling with questions, you know, that come back into your mind, any kind of spin cycle about worries, problems, even these questions about what does God want me to do? Every time you realize that's beginning, every time that worry comes to mind, just stop. Lift up your questions to God. Give them to him simply. And then with this intentional awareness again, Affirm, I'm living in God's purpose for me right now, driving to work right now, doing the laundry. I delight to do your will in this, Lord. Thy will be done in my hands as I work, in my feet as I walk. This is the way to discover God's greater purpose for you. By beginning to live his purpose for you in this season, minute by minute, day by day. Focus here first, and you will be amazed at how God will begin to open the way for your next steps. This is also so freeing. There's no pressure here. God isn't expecting you to figure it all out, whatever it is, whatever the problem, whatever the question. 
Just your will be done, Lord, right here, right now. Just do the next thing, sister, whatever is in your daily routine. Start doing it for him intentionally. Practice these quick prayers, drawing your mind and heart to him. Listen as you as you go through your actions and you give them to him. Listen for his response in your heart and trust he will lead you from right where you are and forward into his greater purpose for you. I pray this blesses you today. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you in some way, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with another sister in the middle. And the number one way you can bless me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I read each review and love knowing what's touched you, and I get inspired hearing from you. You can also send me a DM and let me know how I can pray for you or give me an idea of what you would like me to talk about on the show. I'll meet you back here same time next week. Until then, walk in God's grace and peace.